0: This is episode seventy-three of the EdTech Takeout from Grantwood AEA. My name is Jonathan Wiley, and I am joined, as always, by Mindy Carney.
1: Yeah, and almost as always, Amber Bridge, back again, back again. Oh, that's New Kids on the Block or, or Slim Shady or yeah. Eminem. Oh! oh, it's a.
0: Yeah. I was thinking Slim Shady.
1: You were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't it New Kids on the Block too? I don't, I am I a take big back. New I Kids on the Block I hand, but I don't, yeah. I can't pull that yeah. in, that's Sorry, more high Yeah, you're right, I think you said it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, wow, Yeah. should yeah. we get started? <laughs> it's <laughs> our was, third
0: episode of 2019, <laughs> and the second one that Amber Bridge has been on. Yes. So two out of three so far.
1: Yeah. It ain't bad. That's meatloaf. Okay. Oh, maybe this should just
2: become musical references into education. We've done
1: that kind of show. Remember when we did '80s lyrics and at ITech, you couldn't play because you didn't know how to play. <laughs> Correct yeah, <laughs> it was super fun though. Okay, news and follow up.
0: Yeah, we have some this week.
1: Yeah, you do apparently.
0: Okay, yeah. um, first one on the list then, autocorrect, now available for Google Docs on the web. How do yeah. you feel about that, Mindy?
1: I haven't seen it.
0: I don't Have think you? I've seen it yet either, but you yeah. know, basically it works the same as, or it should work the same as on a mobile device right. when you're typing, and then it will correct the words for you.
1: Yeah, I which think, is how it is in Gmail, and I really like it. I use it a ton. I
0: think Microsoft Word does it as well. Oh, it does? And Office Suite do it, so mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it makes sense that it's here, but um Yeah. yeah. Autocorrect?
1: I find I use it the most like when I'm like signing off on an email because I'm like starting like looking and it's like forward to hearing from you soon. Reply. Yes.
0: That's not autocorrect.
1: What is that? That's That's autoresponse. Suggestion. Autocorrect.
0: That's that's the smart compose. That's that's what it is. You're right. Also new is smart compose (laughs) in Google Docs.
1: I think think my eye traveled down. I looked over these beforehand. Sorry, my bad. I think this Random maybe has grade. some
0: interesting, like literacy type conversations yeah. here. Because now you know, Google Docs is checking your spelling, Ooh. it's checking your grammar, it's yeah. offering you suggestions to yeah. complete your sentences, it you. it's fixing your spelling mistakes automatically as you go. How do we feel about that?
2: Ooh. I don't know. How do we feel about I that, especially know. when kids are working on writing
1: and yeah. stuff?
0: Mm-hmm. It's tricky. I think it comes back to like, what are your objectives and what yeah. is it you're trying to get them to do it?
1: I know. I don't know how I feel about it. I know like when I was using iPads in the classroom and my little kids, like it would autocorrect because they couldn't spell very well and it would autocorrect and make like these complete nonsense. I mean, I would have had a better chance of like understanding what they were saying if it would have just left it the way it was, but it would autocorrect into like some crazy word. Yes. And I couldn't make any sense of what they were saying. And yes. I was always like, gosh, autocorrect seems like it's a really great thing until you're like a first grader just trying to give it a shot.
0: My second grader at home will just sporadically sometimes send me a text message and he uses the prediction on yeah. the keyboard. Yeah. So he'll write one word and then he'll just keep tapping the yeah. predicted text <laughs> on the keyboard and it's just some random <laughs> sentence about, I went to the park and I saw a dog. And it's like, awesome. So yeah, we're getting into that territory.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also on the list here, we've got refined search results in Gmail faster with search chips. Yeah,
1: you're super excited about this, huh? I
0: don't know if I'm super excited oh, okay. about it, but I thought okay. it was an interesting name. I feel like when you used use like
1: three exclamation points when you send it out. Okay. I really like this. I thought it was just two, point. <laughs> but maybe it was three. <laughs> <laughs> three really takes it
0: to yeah, another
2: that's level. a whole different level. So
0: let's say you are searching for an email from our boss Stacy.
2: Yeah.
0: Um you'll get like little chips underneath, little tags where you can say includes an attachment or oh, okay. also includes Beth Swans or oh. and you like filter through these types of things. And I mm-hmm. think you can do a lot of that manually if you know the the, the, the code and the syntax search. for that, yeah. yeah.
2: The Boolean, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's always so, over my head. Yeah. So that's coming soon. Nice, okay. And last but not least, I'm a little oh. nervous about this one. Yeah. Mm. There's a new settings button inside okay. of Google Sites where they're starting to move some of the features yeah. to yeah. And okay. I, I hope Google don't get too carried away with this and start loading it up with all the options like the the old Google sites had. Where I site's going,
1: going to start looking like old Google sites. I know now. that's why I'm nervous. <laughs> like, yeah. Should I be in many menu or settings? Which thing should I be in?
0: So now, if you want to go between like horizontal or vertical navigation, you have to jump into the settings menu. You've also got some like um, analytic stats and things in there, and some viewer tools mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I just think, you know, part of the beauty of the new Google sites is the simplicity. simplicity and yeah. I hope they remember that and keep that. So Oh
1: goodness. All Google sites sucked, so <laughs>
0: Yeah. So we
1: <laughs> no, can we can right.
0: put links to that in that. the show notes and people can see what appears in that little settings menu. But uh,
2: yeah. isn't it the summer they go away? Old Google sites? Completely. Oh. I think so.
0: Breaking news? No? Well, could uh, I, oh, could I be. I
1: feel like Our I remember that. old Google that. right here.
2: Yeah. That was the, the email you all get that no. your Google sites will go away. No. And it was in a summertime, I feel like. Could be. Summer, mm.
1: summer, mm-hmm. summertime.
0: I don't, ever summertime.
1: Use, <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever use
0: any of my old Google sites. I feel yeah. like if you went in there now, you might get a notice saying, hey. Summer's coming. A
1: naughty notice. Summer's coming. Mm-hmm. Winter's coming. Right. So the opposite.
0: Uh, winter's yes. been here for a long time. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. So serve to you piping hot. Our main course today is making with Makey Makey, which is why Amber is here today too. Yeah. Because she's all about the Makey Makey. Love wakey it. Wakey wakey with the Makey Makey. Makey
2: Makey wakey wakey. We'll talk about <laughs> later. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, last episode we were looking for ideas from our listeners. Yeah, and we we got one.
1: Yes, and so we're doing it. See, see how that. This is how
0: responsive we are to our listeners. Super (laughs)
1: responsive.
0: So we're gonna say thanks to Stella Pollard for the idea, and I think her idea was mainly to do with like what can you actually do with a Makey Makey in the curriculum? Because I think that's where people get stuck sometimes. Mm -hmm. But we should probably just start at ground zero. Agreed. And say what is a Makey Makey?
1: Yeah. So I always think of the Makey Makey as like a small extension of a keyboard. Exactly. So it allows you to have an up and a down, a left, a right, a click, a space, and then some other stuff on the back. Which is le- all tied to letters. All, all of them are all of them done no. letters. No, not it's just, all of them. Just that like,
2: left side is letters. So what's on the right
1: hand side then? The
2: right hand side are your clicks again. Your right and your left click. Left clip. and right click. And then uh, you have your key out right on That's the top. I, I keep
1: thinking output, but it's yeah, key out. Yeah, it's the key out on yeah. the top. And so
0: it's mm-hmm. like a little circuit board right. that connects to a Mac or a PC or a Chromebook.
2: Correct. Mm-hmm. Via
0: a USB cable.
2: Yep. Yes. So you have to have a USB. USB cable
1: or port on your computer to use them
0: and it just recognizes it like it's like you plugged in a keyboard yeah
1: is what it thinks it'll even give you that prompt when it pops up like hey we identified your new keyboard
2: and as we always say in our trainings what does it make you make you look like
1: it looks like a Nintendo controller. Yeah. Old school Nintendo it does. controller. It I didn't think
0: about that, but yeah, it does. It looks exactly
1: like it, except yeah. just flat. I mean, there's no buttons or anything, but yeah, that's exactly it Can you do the up, like.
0: le- up, down, left, right, ABC combo thing and Yeah, right, do- super jump. <laughs> yes, yeah, special moves. <laughs> no, no, no yeah. no,
1: yeah. Yeah, so that's what the Makey Makey is. So if it's the same as if you're tapping the left hand or the up arrow, it would be the same as tapping the up arrow on your keyboard. Same effect. Same effect. Right. But
2: then you get into the idea of circuitry, right? And mm-hmm. that's when you start to use tools that come with the Makey Makey, like the alligator clips, mm-hmm. to plug into those holes to then get you further away from the Makey Makey. So mm-hmm. the Makey Makey gets you out away from your computer. Right. And then the, ma- the alligator clips get you out away from the Makey Makey mm-hmm. into... Whatever you want to invent, yeah, right. Says so an invention kit for everybody, right invention in the box. Invention kit
0: for everyone. How much do these Makey Makey kits cost?
2: Fifty dollars. I think $50? it's like forty nine ninety <laughs> five or something like that. Yeah, right. We'll just round it up to fifty dollars. Mm-hmm.
0: And just for sake of clarity, in case uh, people are looking at them, there is there's two types of Makey Makeys, isn't there? Right. There are. Could you explain the differences mm-hmm. or not?
2: Sure. Vaguely, yes. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that, that's Amber. Yeah. You're looking Amber for that yeah. one. I saw that. <laughs> so, so the one we've been describing is the Makey Makey Classic. And they also have the Makey Makey Go, which is more of a thumbnail kind of, or thumb drive, yeah, I should like say, right. that you plug right into your computer. And it only gives you one output Mm -hmm. and you can control on it what that is going to be so it could be a when start is pressed or it could be i can't remember the other one is uh if it's up or it's like one other thing Mm it can toggle back and forth between one of those two starts but you only get one output with it
0: so does it still recognize that as a keyboard or like
2: yeah, same thing. So like yeah, if, okay. when starter, when um, space, or space is pressed. S- yep. Yeah. Same right. idea. Um, the one thing that's kind of interesting about the Go that we found is you don't actually
1: need to have that Earth plug in with it. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The mm. other thing I think about the Make Makey Go that kind of stinks is like, I don't feel like the alligator clips like clip into that it, very well. Yeah. It's real touchy. Like it's not a solid piece of technology. To uh, It's got some
2: sort of, you, f- you can feel a little bit of like a magnetic yeah. pull in there, mm-hmm. but it doesn't hold it super tight in. Yeah i don't like it
1: that's okay <laughs> okay that's why i looked lame we like oh you're gonna describe it every <laughs> time i don't have very much success with it people ever. get a lot it's real excited
2: about the go because it's half the price right yeah um but you can do only half the things not even less right? than half yeah an eighth okay an, an eighth, eighth of, of the things,
0: things. <laughs> <Glyder>, Clever we <laughs> on that one though <laughs>
2: Um, But with the Makey Makey Classic, you can do so many things. Um, And it's been really cool to see what people have created with it. It's one of the very first makerspace tools that we had that was related to technology, I mm-hmm. felt like. Sure. I feel like it was Makey Makey, Green Screen, and maybe a couple Spheros that mm-hmm. we had that was really techie-based. And we thought a lot of potential with it. Um. So why we're really talking about it, besides uh, Stella, is that <laughs> that we are Makey Makey trainers. Right. Um, we had Tom Heck visit us mm-hmm. and give us a blessing. Mm-hmm. And now we've been running Makey Makey workshops for like the last three years, mm-hmm. which has been a really cool experience.
1: Yeah, we um, counted up how many people we've come in touch with and yeah. have worked with. And it was like 120.
2: 120- I want to say 130, 130. yeah, Yeah. which was was kind of fun to look back at our numbers to see
0: that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you guys introduce the Makey Makey for the first time to these people, and Mm -hmm. you've you've shown them the device and explained what it is and how it works, kind of Mm -hmm. like we said, what's like a a good activity to to get people started on that? Like, so if teachers, somebody listening, wanted to do it with their teachers and say, "Hey, we've got these Makey Makeys, let's Mm -hmm. try this," and Where do we start? What's Mm -hmm. a, what's a good entryway?
1: Well, I would say even before we get the Makey Makeys out, we um, kind of reflect on our knowledge about circuits yes. and our understanding of circuits mm. and switches and those types of things. Which
2: also leads into the very first uncomfortable conversation right. that we have, mm-hmm. right? Is yeah. that we say, think back to 8th grade science and then they're all like super uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> oh, we like we already. About, <laughs> <laughs> and then Mindy's usually always really good about saying, at some point today you're going to be uncomfortable.
1: Because I love it when people And it it's okay.
2: Because <laughs> we're going to get through it. Right. Together. One
0: of, one of our administrators at Grantwood says uh, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Which is Bart, right.
0: Bart says that. Yeah. Oh, he does. Huh? So, okay. mm-hmm. hmm. so, there you I go. think
1: there is something about acknowledging the fact that everyone is going to feel uncomfortable because otherwise you think you're the only one who's uncomfortable and that's uber uncomfortable and um, I think makes you self-conscious. So uh, it is kind of fun always to see everybody kind of look around and then it's very obvious that everyone's very uncomfortable when we start talking about circuitry. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's usually the first step is um, kind of just reacquainting ourselves with our understanding of circuitry. And then with the Makey Makey, you know, after we get it plugged in and kind of take a little tour around it, the first thing we do is the Makey Makey keyboard. Um, and that just, I think helps people kind of understand piano keyboard, <laughs> right? Piano keyboard. Yep. So it's an online piano keyboard. Um, and it, you have to hook up the makey makey so that your, all of your arrows are working as they should and the space key and the click too. Um, and then I think it kind of helps them see like, oh, this really is an extension of my keyboard. So when I tap this, it really is doing the same thing as my up arrow would on the keyboard so that really is the the first beginning step
0: yeah because the keys on the keyboard are labeled like space up arrow down arrow and and it gives
2: people those immediate feedbacks they're like this worked or this didn't because i can hear that happen and they can do it organically Mm -hmm. and just kind of fiddle around Mm -hmm. and figure it out and then they're like super surprised which is very fun or we do provide a lot of supports to say hey look at this walk through some steps and make Mm -hmm. it happen yeah
0: and the last time I showed that to someone, I just want to say the music teachers loved it. They yeah. were they were playing White Stripes. They were doing <laughs> yeah, all no, kinds no, of stuff. No, no. Sure. And they had the Play-Doh out because you yeah. know, they, they hooked all the alligator clips to Play-Doh because we're mm-hmm. talking about conductivity yeah. and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, which I, is an interesting point, too, is that... Um, Finding that Play-Doh is conductive, that water is conduct—I mean, they're even just with that um, the piano part of it, it's fun to start then playing with. Well, what things are conductive? Um, and holding each other's hand and finding that as people were conductive, A human and, piano, yeah. And, like, yeah. 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 Things. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's why I think it's so fantastic. It's because I can see that happening even with kindergartners, you know, and having some exploration around what is conductive, what works, what doesn't work, sorting those things out, classifying them. Um, And there's so many possibilities with Makey Makey, but I love that it comes so low that even our youngest kids can kind of mess with it.
2: It does that low floor, high ceiling bit Mm -hmm. that we love to talk about in our makerspace and creativity classes. Right. Um, but it's joy too, yeah. right? Like, there is a lot of laughing that happens, mm-hmm. uh, especially through that discovery. And I think that's the best part of it all. Like, yes. when you learn something new, you're like, aha! Yeah. <laughs> or you laugh. I have so many pictures of people laughing yeah. when they are holding hands and still making the makey makey work. Yeah. And adults, not, yeah, ju- not right. kids. I'm talking about pictures of adults heads thrown back laughing. Yeah. Right. In joy because yeah. it worked. Yeah.
0: And so after that, you move on a little bit to doing like some pencil work. Is mm-hmm. that fair to say? Yeah. And we get you encourage some of that artistic flair to come out a little bit more. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's really just kind of goes back to what you mentioned about you start to play around with all the things that are conductive. Right. And mm-hmm. so then you're like, what else is conductive? Graphite is conductive, and so then we start to something that is really accessible in the Mm -hmm. classroom. Anybody can draw with your pencil and connect your makey makey to it and Mm -hmm. start to make that artwork come alive.
1: Right, and I think what's interesting about that too is that that then extends your circuitry Mm -hmm. understanding too, because a lot of times people draw one big picture, and in fact, it has to be like has to have different parts within that picture to make different things happen with sound. Um, So it not only kind of makes you start to see some more integration ideas, because it's about making art come alive, but also deepens your understanding of now, how does how does circuits work and mm-hmm. how will like, I how does the earth fit into all of this as far as the ground? I should say, if you're not familiar with Makey Makey ground, maybe is right.
2: And but. they start to have some. Ooh, where could I put this? Could mm-hmm. I put it on my watch? Yeah. Could I put it on my ring? Mm-hmm. Could I put it on my ear? making Hands free. Yeah. yeah. How can I get hands free with it? And they. that's when you start to get up and you get some good ideas really flowing. Mm hmm.
0: And eventually we move on to Scratch.
1: Yes. Would that be correct? So <laughs> that's
0: where people really start to get thinking harder about Makey Makeys, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah.
2: I think the way that day flows, though, like, we sneak it in. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Sneaky attack. <laughs> <laughs> we go slow, and then all of a sudden, they're, like, writing their code, and they yeah. some people have never coded before ever. Right. And it doesn't seem like it's that big of a jump for them. Right.
1: Um, so what I would say too about, so what's great about scratch is that, you know, before we're tied to just this, um, online computer that's making sound with a keyboard, but our next step then into scratch is just kind of remaining with sound, but getting to choose your own sound to make it work with your picture or whatever. So we stay with the sound, stay with still the front of the board, so that when we choose Scratch, we choose like when up arrow is pushed, make the dog sound instead and there'll be a bark or um, even recording our own voice in Scratch. So it's just kind of an easy, smooth transition, I think, into that. Although there are some makey makey built-in blocks Mm -hmm. that you can add into Scratch too. And a lot of people like to go to that because it's They're just right there for them to pull right from.
2: Yeah, it was a really nice upgrade with Scratch 3.0. So it's kind of newish. You go down to the bottom on the left side, there's like a plus sign and Mm -hmm. it takes you to a whole nother set of blocks that you can add into your Scratch coding
1: area. But you have to do that. It's not automatic. It's not automatic. right? right. But you only have to do it once. Exactly. (laughs) So I'm like I don't remember how to do that, but I know I have them.
2: Yeah, but it introduces some nice coding language and computer science stuff of teaching people about controls. Mm-hmm. We can control when these sounds happen through the Makey Makey and have that idea of these being a switch. Mm-hmm.
1: So some, I think, just really easy integration ideas is staying with an art piece of some sort and making that interactive, but having children's voice tied to their art or their project. And I think a lot of times people start thinking like, oh. We're already doing presentations well now we're going to add our makey makey into this presentation, and the kids are going to add audio to their presentation to make it more interactive so mm-hmm. and that applies anywhere, any content area, any grade level that's an easy thing to add in
0: yeah so that that brings us onto to that idea of you know how how we integrate the technology, how we make it part of the curriculum mm-hmm. so we've got things like circuits, which is an easy win sure. for those individual classes that need it we've got like some artwork with our pencil mm-hmm. drawings and things and maybe some music and things on there mm-hmm. too so Absolutely. Yeah. what kind of other creative projects have have you seen using Mickey Mickey?
1: Mm-hmm. what's
0: a good way to sell this and get it integrated there along with those like computer science standards as well
2: I think, as Mindy as Mindy pointed out, whenever you're having students present on something, that's a really easy win. But I would also argue that whenever – and there's a lot of standards both in science and in math and in social studies that want students to make models of things. Mm -hmm. And so having them make a model, but then let's make that model come alive with your voice and with sound – uh, it adds a whole new level to it. Um, I've seen on the Instructables page, there's a talking cell on there. I think that's a very mm-hmm. common activity that people do where they make a cell of the body. And now when we touch different parts of the cell, we're sharing the knowledge that they've gained from that. So
0: mm-hmm. students are recording their own voice to, to talk about what that individual part of the cell is and
1: yep. mm-hmm.
2: just
0: playing that through scratch. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um,
1: and we've seen too, there is, I think this is on Instructables too, Amber, you might have to Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, that there are these tiny museums. So there's like uh, a template, I think, for you to make your own tiny museum. Um, And so you just have this little bit of space to create and show something. What I think is cool about a tiny museum um, is that you as a teacher might only have one or two makey-makeys in your classroom. And so I think a tiny museum is a nice way to make – one Makey Makey go further. So if you allow each tiny museum to have one command, so maybe with my tiny museum, I get the up arrow. And so I can make whatever I want to happen as long as it's connected to the up arrow. But Amber gets the down arrow Mm -hmm. and she can make whatever she wants to happen with the down arrow so that between the two of us, we've used one Makey Makey, one computer. We're gonna have to collaborate a little bit on our time and figure out some workflow things there. But even her and I could be like, well, I'm going to tell the beginning of this story. So it could be um, different scenes of a story. I'm going to tell the beginning of the story. Amber's going to tell the middle. And then the person who is viewing this would just walk right down the tiny museums and have the story retold to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that tiny museum. That's like one of my favorite things because people are always like, well, I only have one makey makey. Mm -hmm. It totally brings that to life
2: in a a whole new way. And that's something that we've tried to have conversations with some of the people that have gone through our trainings about. Because when you come to one of our trainings, you get a makey makey, but you just have one. Right. In a lot of cases, you just have one. You may not have any more back at your school. And so Mm -hmm. how could I actually bring this into a classroom and do work? And Mm -hmm. I think it's fun to think about that very limited restraint or constraint in your classroom. Mm -hmm. But you can do it. Yeah. You can totally do it.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, sometimes that constraint encourages more creativity than you might ordinarily have.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And then I would say like the biggest thing I think, or the biggest impact that we've seen with the teachers that we work with is that um, they're really, I think, going more the route where they want their students just to create something. And so we talk a lot about design thinking and creating something with a certain person in mind or a certain problem to solve. And that really, I think, is what a 21st century skill is. Those are our four C's coming to life. Um, And so creating some sort of prototype or something, but making it interactive so that then they can present it to um, a group of students or colleagues and get feedback for it and really feel and live that experience a little bit, because I think those are the experiences that we're really hoping that kids excel at as they go to solve bigger problems Life skills, like you said, these are going to be
2: things no matter what job you're going to be in, you're going to have to be part of that process. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get into a lot of interesting conversations with like assistive technology with that too. Um, We share a clip of some students that actually make things for other students with physical disabilities. And I've seen several projects shared out um, that use a Makey Makey to help students with that. I just stumbled across a new one the other day where an occupational therapist was um, taking a hula hoop hmm. and putting different touch points on the hula hoop so that a student that can't hold things closely but would have, like, a wider grip could, like, do that as a controller for a game mm. or to interact in different ways, um, which is I, ingenious, right? Because Gosh. any it works with anything. It works with anything. It works with anything, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I remember even at one of our workshops, we had um, one teacher created a lunch count machine, where the students...
2: Or Mindy. Mindy
0: created the lunch (laughs) count machine. Okay, and that was, yeah, every time the students would come in, they would hit cold lunch Mm -hmm. or they would hit school lunch or something, and Mm -hmm. it would count Mm -hmm. on there too, so... Mm -hmm.
1: But I think the interesting thing about that is as a teacher, I could create something in hopes that kids start to question how it works so that they want to do the C inside, so... You can
0: unpack that a little bit and show how that Mm -hmm. works as as a model. Right. Yeah.
2: One of my favorites when we think about counting that I saw out in the wild, I didn't expect to run into it was uh, when we, <laughs> when you say out in the wild, like uh, uh, the wild of Southeast junior high, I guess <laughs> when we went to visit Chelsea Sims yeah. and she set up a makey makey on the re- book return right. in the library. And so it was count coded to count the number of returned books that come in each day. And they like had a monster face around mm-hmm. the book. So it was like the monster was eating the books as it was coming in, mm-hmm. which I
1: thought was super clever. Yeah, right?
0: Hmm i like it yeah
1: so the what we um you can find some of these ideas uh, and i think we've mentioned it before but instructables now has a their a makey makey section within their site um and there is just a a wealth of um ideas so if you're looking to get started you can just like go shopping for ideas and i i wouldn't necessarily like say hey Instructables is where you want to live your life, you know, of Makey Makey. But it is a great place to start because they're more like recipes, as I would say. So they tell you all of the things that you need. They tell you exactly what to do. There might be even like a link to the program in Scratch, things like that. So th- it's a great place to start or be inspired for new ideas. We have our own Grantwood teach AEA teachers that have added stuff that have Which like so 600, cool. 800 views that people yeah. are going – um, to check some of those things out. So like Heath Mueller is one of them. He created like a um him and his students, I should say, created like a Makey Makey band. And the last I looked, it had 653 views, and people were liking it, and people were making it and adding yes. comments. Nice. And it's just super, super exciting.
2: I'm just looking at Shauna's right now, and yeah. she created a student schedule with auditory clues, and hers has like 750 views and five likes. And that's really cool to know yeah. that they submitted it as part of a class that they took, like right. that our extension class, mm-hmm. but that they have added this to the community, and other people are getting inspired by yeah, it. right. Which is awesome. Um, I have to tell you guys about one that I saw just today. Mm-hmm. A new one on there that was – blew me away because I think one of the hardest areas of cell is PE. Yes. to use technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was so cool. They basically took like a ton of rolls of tinfoil. Okay. And they made these giant – they think they used pool, pool noodles and covered the pool noodles with tinfoil. Okay. And it was a collaborative game – that there were different points around like a really large space like a gym amber but it wasn't a gym (laughs) it was not a gym but it could be a gym for sure (laughs) You had, like, a team of three, and you had a few of these pool noodles to give you some extra space, but you had to get to these different points when a computer game told you to get to it. Oh. And so you could hold hands, you could hold these things to reach and to get to different spots okay. quickly and move around. The video for it is awesome I to think, guys, see. I think I it? today. I did tweet yeah. it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'll like, there were kids, it. like, laying on the ground and, like, reaching back and oh, going this way and that way, and I had never thought about it like that. And I'm yeah. like, we need to add that into our Mickey yeah. Maggie class somehow. Well, what a
1: great collaboration too because realistically in gym, they're not going to probably, that's not going to be a focus for them is to create like the code for that. Yeah. But what a good collaboration with maybe like your media specialist. Like, hey, because yes. those might be hard things to connect. But if you talk to your media specialist, like, hey, why don't you guys design a game and we'll make it come to life in the gym somehow. And yep. to do some, that's a really cool idea. I love that. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I did apply this past year to become a
2: Makey Makey Ambassador. and I oh, yeah. yeah um, you have to announce
1: that. I forgot. Sorry. You have to tell oh, people. Oh,
2: I am I, a Makey Makey Ambassador. Yeah.
0: I did not know that. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and I didn't honestly know what was going to come of it all. Um, but, I did, but one of the really cool and amazing things that I got to be a part of was uh, they did a conference call or a Zoom call with all of the people. And there are people from all around the world that were in on this call. There was a woman from Iraq that was in my... My call there was someone from England and uh, from Cedar Rapids. Someone from <laughs> Iowa. <Yeah. laughs> um but it was cool to get face to face with those people mm-hmm. and just kind of talk a little bit and to know that they are part of the community because There's a lot of really amazing and creative things going on there. And I think Mickey Mickey inspires so much that I feel really honored to be a part of it. And
1: you have a really cute t-shirt.
2: And I have a super cute t-shirt now. (laughs) Thanks, Colleen. So I'd encourage people to apply to become a Makey Makey Ambassador if you get going with that. It's awesome.
0: And where do people apply for that?
2: Uh, It opens up at different times of the year. And one of the components of applying for it is that you have to have submitted instructables Mm -hmm. to the instructable website. So, again, we believe in sharing when you make things. And we want to encourage others to share when you make things, too, to really start to feed back to the community. Hashtag have fun making. Hashtag have fun making.
1: Okay, up next Tech Nuggets. Nuggets, nuggets, nuggets. All
0: oh, the nuggets today. It looks like yeah. a big basket of nuggets. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Okay. You, don't know? you start. You start.
0: All right, I'll start with a quick one because okay. you know I have a fondness for the odd AR and yeah. uh, app on here. Yeah. So the first one I hadn't really seen before, I don't think, and it was a company called Curiscope. Okay. And so they started off their life with something called the virtual T, And you all have seen things like this before, but it's kind of like um, an AR target printed onto a T-shirt.
1: Okay. And when you
0: put the T-shirt on, you hold the phone or the iPad over it, and you can see different parts of the body and things, which is interesting. So... You're not buying uh, the app. The app is free, but you, you buy the physical product. So it's almost kind of like an, an Osmo type of deal, isn't it? You know, where the apps are free, but you buy the products. So they're also coming out with one now uh, called the Multiverse, and they are having posters of the planets in our solar system so that you can just put the posters up in your room, mm-hmm. and you scan the poster, and it, it gives you, like, exploded views of, of the different planets with mm, some nice. facts and information. Cool. So I don't know. I thought it was an interesting kind of spin on that AR AR type of thing. It's not a free service or a free app or anything. Mm -hmm. But if you um, deal with those types of things in your curriculum and in your classroom, I don't know. I think it'd be worth a look. Yeah, right. Kind of thing you can use again and again.
1: I know. Do you have to have the app? Yes, that's you have to have the app. Yeah. Yes. I was just think it would be super fun to like. Although we could do this with the iJack app, probably. Yeah. We should do something with like so people could scan our t-shirts.
2: Mm, yeah, and something absolutely. Something would happen. We should because we already could have the that thing, to the Logo one
1: in there. Yeah, you can do yeah. it with the logo, and then whatever the logo, wherever you find that logo, it should pop mm-hmm. in, right? We would
2: just have to figure out a way to work in the QR code though.
1: Like maybe yeah, put the QR right. code on, on our sleeve. sleeve. Sorry, hijacked your. Curiosity.
0: No, that's fine. I was thinking about Amber's uh, Mickey Mickey Ambassador T-shirt. We could do it with that too, <laughs> Yeah,
2: so. for
1: sure.
0: Mm, it's super cute. Apparently, yeah, so, it is super cute. cute. It's a
1: little super baseball tee. Yeah, I wish I had one, Colleen. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you have to earn it though. I get it. Um, I have one. I don't think I've mentioned before, and it's you know me and Hattie Visible Learning. So there is a website from Visible Learning called MetaX. Um, as we work more with H- Hattie and instructional strategies, sometimes those instructional strategies seem a little um, vague. And um, the nice thing about MetaX is that if you click on it, you can search by different instructional strategies and get a somewhat of a definition. I wouldn't say all of them are fantastic, but if you're wondering what that instructional strategy means, you can click on and filter and kind of move stuff around um, to get a better understanding or maybe a little bit more clarity without like digging into that huge um, white book. So you do have to sign up for an account when you get there. And I believe I, once I did that, I probably started receiving Corwin um, emails, which was fine with me. So you just kind of know you're kind of signing up for a mailing list as well. But it might be something that if you're looking at instructional strategies, you might want to also take a look at.
0: Did... Hattie or Peter Dewitt show this when they came to Cedar Rapids. I feel like I've seen this. before. Yeah, I
1: don't know that um, Peter actually showed it, but he did Mentioned reference it. it. I think. Yeah, it was launched last summer at the Visible Learning conference, so it, it's it's fairly new. It's just it's, it's interesting
0: new. to like you know when you view influences by domain and you can drill down and if you tap on student, you can see all the things that um, correlate to you know achievement mm-hmm. in terms of what. You can do with the students as well as, you know, the effect size of that Mm -hmm. as well. And then you can do like, what can the teacher do? And what do you, what about your curriculum and the way you teach? What about the school? So I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So my second tech nugget is one that I'm not exactly sure how to say here, but I'm just going to call it Vibby. Yeah. Um, Mindy sent me an article today Mm -hmm. at my request Mm -hmm. and buried somewhere in there were some links to some different tools. And I came across this one here called Vibi, Mm -hmm. which actually met a need uh, that I had actually. So the basically, the basic idea of this is you paste a link to a video and the video can be from YouTube, Facebook, Google Drive, Dropbox, Vimeo, Twitch, and some other places. So oh, I love Twitch. the diversity. Like the
2: guy that dances on Ellen?
0: No, it's the video streaming service mm-hmm. for the, where the gamers oh. go. That's yeah? not
1: where I am. But OK, All right. got it. OK, so you Twitch, paste the yes. link
0: to your video in there. And then you can choose which parts of the video you want to show for our students. Mm-hmm. So maybe you want, um, you've seen things before where it will trim the beginning and end of a video, or it will start at a certain point. And then what it does is, you know, you can just select like portions of the video that you want to show. So maybe you want to show the first minute and a half. Then there's five minutes in the middle you want to show. And then there's like the last two minutes at the end. And you can just pick and choose which parts of the video you want to show which I think is is really interesting.
1: Yeah, I think it meets a need, right? Because a lot of times we have people who are, I feel like I've gotten this request before and I'm always like, well, you just take the same video and you put it into Google Slides, put that same video on three different slides and Mm -hmm. show the little snippets as you go. And I think, I mean, this makes it much simpler, Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't be able to add it into Google Slides that way. No, right, you'd have, you'd to, have link to, to link to it
0: from Google Slides, yeah. or you could Which put is the still link.
1: Okay, I mean, the only reason we have it in Google Slides is so we can yeah do some of that formatting stuff to or it. Right? you could
0: Put the link into Google Classroom or an LMS yeah. or, or things like that right. too. Do but they
1: have to log in to view it?
0: They do not have to log in to view it. No, okay. but there is the ability to co- add comments on each um, highlight that you post on oh, there as a nice. teacher, so yeah. you can say you know some description about what the part they're watching is.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad I sent you that article.
0: I'm really glad you <laughs> did too. Supplying Nuggets. Makes you
1: wonder if I even read it. Huh?
0: Sponsored by Mindy okay. Coney. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so I, you know, as I am having a harder time finding tech nuggets. So um, I actually thought of something that Beth Swans and I um, created last year for Summer Camp because she just shared this again. And apparently it was much more popular when she shared it recently than it was when we shared it in the summer, people were more excited about it. And I was like, really? Um, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll share it and see if anybody else is out there. So um, an instructional strategy that we shared for classroom discussion is called the placemat strategy. And the way this strategy works is that um, it's, it's kind of a little bit like the jigsaw method, but Um, You have a small group of students of like three to five, and they are all learning around one specific topic. So it might be reading text. It might be um, exploring a new concept or something like that. So what they have is like this big placemat in the middle, a paper placemat in the middle of their table that looks kind of like a frame. So if you imagine then each person is sitting on a side of the frame, and they write just on the side of that piece of paper. And that kind of is their understanding and their processing of whatever it is they're learning about. And then when they're finished, they all kind of share about their learning. And then in the middle of this frame is where they kind of come up with this summarization of their understanding. And then they get to share that out with the group. Makes sense. Yeah. So it's, you know, not a new instructional strategy. However... Um, What I find with some of those instructional strategies is that sometimes they can be very time-consuming, and so if you have that on a piece of paper, it never leaves the classroom or it never allows students to process it, and if we don't digitize – I'm not saying that a digital tool is required for this, but if you're looking to um, digitally either allowing students who might have a hard time with handwriting, um, who would prefer to type who need um, just a different way to communicate, that's where our digital tool comes in. So I have linked in the show notes um, a digital template for students to do the same placemat activity. And then all of those placemats would be in one slide deck so that students could have access to the thoughts of the other groups because otherwise just on paper, you might never see or – like, I, I have to visually process things. I don't verbally process things very well. So if someone were to explain their thoughts, I wouldn't I, – it wouldn't work for me. I'd have to go in and look at it. So this is just a different way to kind of share the thoughts of your um, small groups that might make it more accessible to the whole class. So –
0: and if nothing else, you know, you've got all those huge big pieces of paper right. that you have to do something with, and yeah. you feel mm-hmm. bad if you throw them right. away, and yeah. now you've got a permanent record of that right? digitally too. Well, and those
1: placemats can become notes for later. You know, if you're yeah. studying or you need to review something, they're with you instead of, you know, in a dumpster somewhere. So,
0: yeah. All right. Well, I have one more bonus okay. Tech Nugget. Normally we just do two each, but this will be a very short one, which is why I threw it in there. Sure. I'd been exploring Google tasks a little bit, actually, with my. Uh...
1: Why? <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: Well, if you really want to know. I do. I do want
1: to know. What are you using Google Tasks for?
0: I'm not using Google Tasks. Okay. I've been exploring Google Tasks. Oh. Um, I was asked recently to uh, help out at my daughter's Girl Scout um, mm-hmm. meeting and mm-hmm. to show them calendar and keep and tasks this. Yes. and this kind of thing. So I was looking into that and I thought, you know, well, I guess Google Tasks could work for me, but it would annoy me that it only lives in that tiny little sliver of a sidebar. I need something bigger or larger to access and see all my tasks and organize my tasks. So I came across a Google Chrome extension called Full Screen for Google Tasks. And you just click on the extension, and it opens up all your tasks in a new tab, and it's full screen. And you can have it on there. And it syncs with uh, your phone. It syncs with the web. It syncs Mm -hmm. everywhere. So it's just a full screen view of your Google Tasks.
1: Interesting. But Google Tasks is, like, going away probably, right? I don't think so. You don't think so? It's
0: been around for a you long think time. That's
1: why Google Keep came into the picture. I, They're doing I, a sunset Google Tasks. We've had I this talk. I think
0: Google okay. Keep is more complex for some people. Oh. And the Google Task is easy. You just write it yeah, down. It's a checklist true. and, you know.
1: Do you remember to turn on that calendar, right? Doesn't it have a calendar, too? Tasks do? Yes. Yeah, yeah right. Reminders. Mm-hmm. No. Tasks. Tasks. It's your task calendar. And then there's a reminders calendar. Google Keep
0: is reminders calendar. Right? Yes.
1: How what's our confidence behind that?
0: I'm pretty confident. Okay. Oh, I'm sure
1: you are. Okay. All right. Good one. Full say it again, what's the name of it?
0: Full screen tasks.
1: Google Google Tasks Extension. Is that found not only in Chrome, but also in Firefox?
0: No. Only found in Chrome.
1: How do you feel about that? Yeah.
0: Well, I don't use Google Tasks, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just putting
0: it's it out there for someone that might
1: be using it. So. All right. Good idea. Thanks for sharing that wonderful nugget. You got a nugget, Amber? Uh, sure, I do. Okay. Uh, I would keep an
2: eye out on our own mm-hmm. hashtag. Yes. Because we are going to be lighting
1: it up we are in march get more than you bargain because
2: we are <laughs> declaring it maker march because we can because we can. Why not? We can. It'll right. be fun. I mean, yep. this episode is about makey-makey, so yes. if you like those kind of things, mm-hmm. keep an eye on our social media channels, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.
1: On the Facebook.
2: <laughs> and I would say YouTube as well. Uh, yeah. We're going to be sharing out some new and different things every single mm-hmm. day in, in March. Yeah. Including... A new uh, Maker Book Talk that's going to be coming out yes. to share and combine literacy and making. I can't wait to a see it. A
0: new Maker Book Talk? Yes. yes. I'm intrigued.
2: Four episodes? Uh, how many episodes so, are there? I thought, I think there's Well, however oh. many weeks there are in March, that's how many oh, there I are. I think there's four.
0: <laughs> Last I checked.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep.
1: Can't wait. Yeah. So, um, hashtag Have Fun Making. Hashtag Have Fun Making. Hashtag Maker March as well. Yes, and at dlgwaa as you would follow the podcast too. So,
0: all right. Well, thanks again to Stella Pollard for suggesting yeah. uh, this episode. If you have. Uh, suggestion yeah. for our future I mean, episodes clearly we're
1: taking them at clearly this point we're pretty desperate yes so. and very responsive <laughs> very responsive
0: well we have ideas for the next couple but yes. yeah beyond that we're we're open to yeah. suggestions for sure for sure so before we go thanks to amber bridge again for joining us
2: anytime guys
0: where could people find you online?
2: Oh, oh that's very personal. But <laughs> yeah, you can they find ch- you online? <laughs> yes, you can find me at A Bridge Smith. Mostly in the places: Twitter, Instagram, social media influencer, the social media Smith.
0: Mindy Steam Carney. Yep. I am at Jonathan Wiley. Yep. So until next time,
1: this has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot.
0: For more information on today's episode, please visit dlgwaea.org slash podcast.